Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. 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 You are now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time to get embarrassed with us. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of Lost and Rewound. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We, we made did it. it. We, we did it. it. We, we, we got special guests in the studio. Introduce yourselves. Doug Johnson, liberal elite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Brooks Rocco. You heard, oh, we got a phone call already. And, and who do we got over the phone? It is David Piccolomini. Oh my god, we just started the show and we're already getting calls. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> this is Lost and Rewound. And my name is Alon. I'm joined by Brooks and Doug and Jimmy and Allison. <laughs> and David Piccolomini over the phone calling. For those who don't know, David Piccolomini is the host of a few different podcasts, including the Tinder Tales podcast. Uh, basically what I do is uh, I just have one person on and we interview and we talk about their uh, sex and dating life via an online method. For the live version, I bring on like three comedians and we all talk and I play games. I have a bunch of different games. My favorite one's Wingman, where I have made a fake Tinder account as a lady and I just find all the worst Tinder profiles on the internet that just exist. Oh my God. It's like, it's a, I don't even know. I've never used Tinder, so the whole... It's yeah, just listen, like, you get it. You fell in love at an early age. Uncharted uh, territory. I've heard if you leave the state, there are a lot more guys' profiles with guns. Like, if you yeah. get oh, out of New York, like, guy. the percentage of guys with pictures with guns, it just goes up Replace dick pics with yeah. gun pics? Listen, Yo. Say, if you go an hour up state, you'll find a lot more pictures with fish in them. I'm yeah, bad. you know it's funny. I, I have a I have a picture of me with a fish, and when I got it, I was like, "So now I can impress women?" Is that was like my whole thought? Is that that's the, this is the only reason? I have no, no. Well, not here. Who are you gonna, who are you gonna impress? The, like... Are you gonna impress the fish or other fishermen? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, you, what you, is a fish? No, no. You're just gonna impress women like to who sit by yourself. Think they on they a like canoe. guys who get fish. Yeah, <laughs> I like fishing when I was a kid, but I just didn't know how to do it as an adult uh, without like sporting the best and fa- most fashionable tackle. Oh, I laid the bait. Okay. I'm a little sorry. bit in tackle for you. <laughs> um, I think my first Tinder date, I'm pretty sure he looked at me an hour in and said, don't be offended, but I don't do anal. Wait a second. And I wasn't sure wait who was second. supposed to be wait, okay. Wait, wait, is he talking wait, about, that, about, he talking about the Amazon prediction? Okay. No, I didn't ask him anything. <laughs> he just said that. That's what he opened with? <laughs> well, uh, no, like it was an hour in. Was it intended to be? It was re- an hour in. Okay. Yeah. Was it intended to be reassuring? Or yeah, I think like it was. And then okay. he asked me if I wanted to buy his jokes. So I could use them in comedy. You to, he asked you if you wanted to buy that joke? Other jokes he had. He didn't tell me them because I oh. said no. No, that was the funniest thing he said so far. Oh, it was great. 
Uh, actually, out of scale of 1 to 10, how offended were you? Oh, I wasn't offended at all. I wrote it down and I use it quite often. And I bumped into yes. him a week ago when I was on another date. And he looked at me and he was like, how do I know you? And I said, you're my first Tinder date. And you asked me if I was offended that you didn't do anal. And he laughed really hard and gave me a hug and walked away. Did he ask? <laughs> did he ask That's for- pretty much ideal for dudes so far, from what I've heard. <laughs> so, did he ever ask for royalties for that joke? He didn't. Okay. And he well, will never nice get myth. them. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, own it. <laughs> when David Piccolomini was on the show, uh, dude, you actually shared, or maybe it was Jimmy who shared a profile, and it was someone who had said, I like long walks on the beach after anal. <laughs> so <laughs> anal coming up again is very apropos. How, uh, I will say no one likes long walks anywhere after anal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought, right? You know, um, the whole like, pirate, pirate walking, well, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Walking with a little do, bit I of a limp. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Since I've been doing the podcast, I've gotten emails where girls are like, I want to find someone romantic who will also do anal with me on the first date. So they wouldn't have liked your guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they would not have at all. Keep swiping. No, I, I like. I've noticed the crowd for Tinder Tales is just like really, it's like sex positive nerds, uh, and it's great. David, since you were on the show, has anybody uh, commented to you about the plays that you did when you were growing up in Delaware in a co-op church or whatever the school that you went to? I love this. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is embarrassing. So I have a girlfriend now. Uh, I still run the That's podcast regularly. That it just doesn't stop my right there. Show's over. We're done. No, tell us. So. <laughs> but uh, she listened to that and then made me do part of the Lewis and Clark uh, musical I did where I played a dog. Oh, so you got to do It's Rough, but like as an adult. I, I, look, honestly, I'm just honored you remembered what that was. You know, you're very lucky because Dude, uh, when you I'm laugh, like a month behind. You sound like the crazy guy in River Madness. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, so it makes sense. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad that your appearance on the show has brought back such kind and fond memories and uh, has, has so, yeah, no. solidified your relationship that you now have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now either we marry or I murder her because no one else can know I did that. Don't don't put any of it on Tinder if you go back and say what you did. Whichever you decide to do. I'm single. Don't ask why. <laughs> Well, thanks for calling, David. We got to open up Dude, the phone thank line. Thank you so much. Yeah. For keep sure. the phone lines open. Uh, yes. I appreciate being part of this Andre's episode. Oh, man. Thank you for calling. And uh, let's keep going. Thanks so much, David. Bye. Bye. Oh, boy. So, where were we? We, we were beginning we, the show. We need, we, need, we need, like, a really good, like, sound effect. Like, if we enjoyed their interview or if we didn't, like, we, like if we didn't like it, we could have just, like, flushed him. We oh, I'm not here to judge people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no judge at all. We don't, we're not shock jockey enough. <laughs> Where's the sound effects? Where's the whip cracks? You are the sound effects. No, no, it's okay. I've oh, got... Yeah. So, right now, I do, in fact, have the infamous Casio keyboard in the studio, but I'm trying to, like, get it to actually work. And Is do what on? I wanted to do. In my experience: if you hit bank number ninety nine, you get the uh, the sound effects. Bank number ninety nine. Yeah, it's like the percussion. It's like the drum kit. It's like the Glockenspiel. Oh yeah, yeah, if, yeah, only, yeah, yeah. The, if only though. If only I it mean, doesn't have that. Oh. Nope. No, no, no. So how that's, loud is it going? Nope, no. 
you you want to get into the double digits at least. We'll we'll fuck with this later. It's going on. We have some alcohol in the studio, and we're just in a round table, just bullshit. Drinking responsibly in Drinking a circle. Very responsibly, of course. S- sipping, it's theater in a half round, table. guys. It's really easy. It's Thanksgiving. This is a chance to congregate and appreciate uh, each other for all that we've done for each other over the last, um, I guess, effectively not as long as some of us, but even so. Celebrate genocide. I I already knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Howard Zinn's Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) Because I was perched on the mic. (laughs) it's, It's the only chair, and it also keeps me on level with stupid keyboard that's stuck on one. (laughs) <laughs> Which it will not be. Oral history. Doug, if you want to uh, share, since it was your apartment, I believe, at the time where this idea eventually came into fruition. Oh, oral history of Lost and Rewound? Is yeah. what we're doing? Okay, great. <laughs> Why not? Um, well, I, I think, work on I think you and Jimmy long, came long over time ago. because I wanted to watch a rap battle pay-per-view. King of the Dot. And then you were like, we want to do a podcast about my crazy tapes. And I was like, I'll produce that. And then we were on. And then <laughs> it was on. And we would meet on the Upper East Side every month. In that self same apartment. In that same apartment, you would put a big, huge blanket. Put a blanket over the marble table so that it wouldn't make so much noise. (laughs) So much noise. We each had a mic and a pair of headphones, and we had Andrew Ross Rose mixing board. Yes. Brooks, you were living in San Francisco when we had you on as a guest uh, a few different times, and the second time you were on was with like a round table with a bunch of our Woodstock Yeah, that was really cool. That was the Google Hangout episode. Yes. Uh, that was that was some high-tech shit, guys. And we're trying it again, by the way, on this episode because we're hoping to have people like David Piccolomini calling in or at least Google Hangouting in. We have lots of very unpredictable guests who may or may not come <laughs> through are with the their guests promises. Unpredictable or are we? Their promises <laughs> are not uh, solidified, so we have yet to know. So radio magic is just like real life. <laughs> it is. It really is. I don't know if you guys had ambitions for a hundred episodes at the time. I remember thinking, like, okay, so there were maybe twelve Antiora kids on Danziger Zone, and this will be a fun season of. Lost and Rewound. I had no idea that you even had that much material, that you had the ability to turn this into what it became. Brooks was my original collaborator, along with Ryan Reich, who sadly couldn't make it. A bunch of other folks, Ben and the, Kyle. The Reich lives on. The Reich does, <laughs> does live on. You have, you've been years. just waiting. Drink yeah. more, damn it. But Brooks was one of the original collaborators being my next door neighbor and having like a bajillion different uh, programs that were all effectively the same exact thing being like, I'm going to tell you something that you don't know. Yeah. Well, I assume that I knew everything. And uh, <laughs> and I, listening back to those tapes, I actually did know everything. You did. You knew exactly how many years it was going to take to eat all those Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> And then, like, what it means for a bear to get a facelift, or um, what lives in the Woodstock Elementary School basement. It's just a n- never-ending well of material. When you hear back any of all for what it may be worth, when you hear something that you're spouting, is there something about hearing something like a fact that you're saying when you're younger that you're just like, really? And then you, like, you question your younger self? Or were you never about the facts? You were just about saying, like, catchphrases that you caught from movies. Yeah, I guess that's kind of how it was. I mean, that era was all about the catchphrase in the movie, the catchphrase in the WWF slogan. Everything was all about, like, the catchy slogan. And there's a sort of rhythm and a sort of melody to that kind of stuff. And I guess I think that's what I was kind of trying to emulate. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I even thought about it in advance 
advanced, like we were going to be listening to it. I guess we did have like listening sessions as well when we brought those tapes back to your house. So that probably informed kind of where we were going with that as well. I just thought of something kind of crazy. You know, what's the last kind of very popular catchphrase comedian slash like thing that everyone was saying? It was Chappelle's show, the I'm Rick James bitch and stuff like that. And then that like drove Dave Chappelle met like insane. <laughs> like he went crazy and like and ran away to another continent. But wasn't Borat after that? Maybe you're everyone right. Everyone said No, you're right. Everyone said no. Borat. What was Borat's catchphrase? Other than My just like wife. very nice. But that's not People still do the Borat, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, so maybe Borat was the last one. I don't know. I was just thinking that it's not I don't feel like that's such a common thing for people to do anymore as much. Austin. Certainly not stand up comedians. Like there aren't really catchphrase comedians so much after like Larry the Cable Guy, you know? Yeah, I th- I think you need it less because you don't have to have a singular impact from your audio recording that lasts with people and then they tell their friends about it you can have an online presence and people will find you that way yeah um, exactly so it's, because it's sort of like a 24 7 entertainment thing because yeah. it's really your personality and like who you are that's drawing people in rather than the cd that you put out you know your cd has to have a catchphrase because that's the only way that you're really interacting with your yeah, audience i just think it's not as essential of a part of marketing audio entertainment anymore I'm but trying. I don't know. That's boring. I'm not. I don't know if I like that. I'm just thinking about all the classic sketch comedians who had film careers in the mid '90s. Like, all right, by the end of this podcast, we're each going to have a catchphrase. We better keep working on it. Let's. Uh, I don't know. Well, this is something that I've always thought. Let's about. workshop some because I've, I've thought about like if I ever would ever be like a sports announcer, and if you're going to do baseball. <laughs> you have to have a home run call, and everybody has right. a different one, and it's that moment. Where you're like, oh, oh, like it's, you know, it's big time and everybody gets excited. You don't want to let anyone down with your terrible call. It's no. bu- 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 big time. Bu- 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 time. <laughs> that was trying no. too hard, but his was good. <laughs> okay, so we got Brooks's. <laughs> well, that's, that's my home run call. That's a run know? call, not necessarily his phrase. <laughs> what about you, Doug? Do you have, do you have one? No. <laughs> yes. Oh, that Doug. We need more. Uh, what, what's Michael Winslow characters on the show? <laughs> so I've I've been trying he's got to a catch slur. Something it's a good happened to a lot. Sure <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been trying. He's it's trying to become the Michael for a Winslow. While. I've been. Uh, I was thinking if I would do a home run call, it would try to make like a New York one. But then you have to announce for a New York team. They hit it. You just be like, oh. Forget about it. I would just... <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> it's back! It's back! It's going back! Uh, forget about it. <laughs> would you be no, able to... If it's a pop fly, it's like... Eh. Eh. Ah, uh, ah, he's this guy. How are we all doing on drinks? We're good? <laughs> I could say that on air. <laughs> what can I say on what air? What can I say okay, on air? Okay, we, we can't say can't... on air is that we're all... We're, we're, we're sitting in this room. Nude. Excuse me. I'm the one who dressed up for this, man. You need to dress him down. Mm, you need me to, well, I can unbutton one button, but well, that's can, all I'm doing. Go button for button you guys, be careful. Go button for button. Button for button. <laughs> Doug's not having it. So well, we got to talk about a few things about our guests in the room because uh, it would turn out that uh, since the last time that we have had both Brooks and Doug on the show, uh, some big events have happened. Uh, gentlemen, um, you, uh, Brooks, are now a married man. You married each other, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> We have some news for you guys. <laughs> We're pregnant. Well, that's a good uh, segue. Yeah, I guess that counts as a segue. Yeah, yeah. having a baby. 
Doug and oh, his lovely wife Kate are expecting hey. their first child. So, Do producer, April. everything's going great. Beautiful. Producer Doug will be a dad. Brooks is now a husband. Producer um, dad. <laughs> producer. <my> <laughs> That'll be your catchphrase. Yeah. Just call me producer. Dad. Wait, so I have, oh, a, I have I was, a real dad question. Though. All right. She's like the I first. I don't know yet. I'm not like, I'm only sort of a dad. This is like a pre dad question all right. for daddom. Yeah. It's like the pre SAT. When you are going to be dad, are you going to grow a dad beard? I had a beard for a long time. I know, but and are you going to no, go? No, probably not. You're going to go to clean shaven dad? Probably, yeah. What about, must- what about mustache? Help me dad? keep my shit together. If I'm like have sort of that routine going on, would you be able to grow a mustache and keep one? I'm not going to, but I've done it before, like for Halloween. It was kind of fun. What did you go? It looks terrible. No, I just was like, hey, I have a mustache now. It that was that, that was who you were for Halloween. It was a yeah. life changing experience. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to actually like see what it looked like as an adult. I hadn't done it since I was like 13, and it looks terrible. That was the answer. Brooks, you had a mustache uh, quite prominently for a while. I mean, every mustache is prominent. Yes. I had I had a mustache until relatively recently, and I had a big decision to make because before the wedding actually occurred, we spent an ungodly amount of money on these photographs, right, that were going to be coming. And, you know, we, it's not often that you, you walk around with a private photographer photographing every movement. Every movement. And I knew that these photos are going to last in the yearbook of life, and uh, someone, myself, but, you know, mostly the other half of, of my relationship is probably going to want these photos to be pristine and perfect in every way. And if a hair is off, it's a problem. So I had to decide which facial hair setup to take into the <laughs> wedding. And I liked my mustache, but I also knew that it looked very silly. I <laughs> And was this the facial hairstyle that I wanted to uh, uh, be in my, my wedding photos set? Yeah. My forever photos. I had a, I had a big decision to make. Correct. Your child, do you know male or female? I do not. Oh, that's cool. Well, either way, they're we'll going to have a mustache. They're going to well, they're <laughs> going to remember you. <laughs> Seen mustache. Th- their memories of their dad are etched into their brains. You probably have some early memories of your folks. Sure. Like facial hair is a bigger decision. Yeah, than- I was afraid of beards as a kid because my <laughs> dad had a I think it was queen. Or then it was the Doors. He had a Doors poster in his like childhood bedroom at my grandmother's house, and they all had beards, and it was like in the dark. It was like a black poster. It terrified me. So I was scared of any person with a beard. Yeah, you and me both, brother. The point is the, the no, photographer was on the way. I had to decide yep. what facial hair configuration I was going to select for the wedding. Also, people are flying in from all over the country, literally all over the, the world. The world, yeah, from Australia, wedding. right? Over the international date line. They literally came into past from the future to come to our wedding. So for me, like my biggest decision wasn't flowers or tuxedo or anything else. It was literally what facial hair configuration I was going to select. You you chose well. Enough well, with the suspense. What was it? Well, you're going to have to see my photo album. I'm, I'll invite you all over for <laughs> photos and cupcakes. Okay, we'll sounds good. It. What about people on the radio that can't see the yeah, radio? Man. Like into the all radio right, base? all right, all Look, right. They're invited too. E- email us at lostandrebound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We'll, have a photo. we'll, we'll put our my official if wedding you want us photograph to send you a in photo. the show notes. Yeah, in the sh- <laughs> what show notes? You don't. You guys don't do show notes. I mean, hundred episodes in, and you don't do show notes. Oh well, we will have plenty of show notes, but uh, it, show it's- notes. See, for me, my dad had a big beard growing up my whole childhood, and then when I was like. 
15, I had a crisis and I was like, you need to shave that beard. I don't know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And then he did shave it. And then I was like, oh my God, that's what you look like. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you had a beard. A friend of mine just had a kid. Well, I just say just had a kid. I think this baby's going to be maybe coming up on two. Twelve. No, coming up on two. <laughs> he just <laughs> The baby just had his own baby. Um, I think maybe he's coming up on two years old. But mm-hmm. he had never, my friend had never had a beard. Mm-hmm. He's like growing up. And he had like that super thick stubble where I was just like, dude, your beard would be like legendary. And he was just like, no, I can't. I, I'm not, I, I'm not a beard guy. And then the moment he had a kid, he was just like, I need a, I need a grow beard because dads have beards and then i asked him why i said really i was i was, I was like wondering because i when people make facial hair decisions it's always really i want to know the story yeah <laughs> and i said why did you grow it and he goes when we were growing up this is my um my best friend's older brother he's when we were growing up he goes my dad didn't have a beard but your dad had a beard and your dad was a lot more like a dad than my dad was <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This goes into some deep emotional Ooh, trauma. Yeah, no, it my was dad very traumatic. My dad, dad envy. Yeah. yeah, he looks totally dad-like now. Like he turned into dad. Like he transitioned into dad because he'd never had a beard before. So it's very much like, uh, you know, Super Saiyan Dragon Ball Z sort of situation. Mm. I appreciate any dad that looks more or less exactly the same as they did when I was a child, and uh, that award goes to. Brooks Rocco's dad <laughs> for having the same beard that he had back in, when I was younger. Well, it's it's a little whiter. A little whiter, but... A lot whiter. Fair. No, I'm talking texture, not color. I, <laughs> <laughs> He's just as soft. It was, it was just always, as soft and, and He was luxurious. always a very salt and peppery man. Yeah, I guess so. My father shaved his beard off when I was like... <laughs> I was like a 10 or 11 or to, so. If I had to pick some spices <laughs> that would describe my dad, it would be the ones that we all have in our pantry. <laughs> my father had more of a cinnamon beard. Yeah. My dad was a coriander man. <laughs> <laughs> what about... No, Allison, you, your what? father never what had a beard. spice was your father? <laughs> my dad had a mustache for a while. So he had a mustache. Not when uh, he was a Scientologist, though. Pepper oh, cat. let's mm. talk about that. Why? You, because we... <laughs> because you Whoa. bring it up. I do every time. Uh, no, he didn't. My dad just had a mustache for a while. Was that a Scientology? 80s. It wasn't a Scientology thing, though. No, he had a mustache before it became a Scientology. L. Ron Hubba Hubba. <laughs> you mean Hubba Hubba. I mean, if there's a religion that makes you grow a mustache, I want to join. Tom do Selleck? aliens have mustaches? Do, do you think an alien can grow facial hair is my question. Um, if it has a face. Then, then yes. it can grow hair? <laughs> well, okay. So I'll... Why? How? Why? Science? Well, if they, if, I don't know. <laughs> if they've got abrasive air in their world and, you know, you know particles that fly through and, and, you know, face. If they have a face, then yes. <laughs> yep. See? Perfect logic. I don't know what you're, why we're still talking about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I, I guess uh, you had brought up something last episode about your sister growing her twin and I thought that phrase was hilarious, and I had to get more context as to what she that did. meant. Which was, but it, that's what I would imagine would happen with a lot of life forms that are not necessarily yes. of Earth. It's I love true. this. Well, it's a cell that grow. She developed. It's essentially a dermoid cyst, but it's a cell that has the ability to grow bone, teeth, and hair. So she grew essentially five pounds of meat wad in her body at twenty-six years old. <laughs> hair and teeth? I don't know what to do with that. In the yeah. Hair, teeth, and bones, like bone mass. Bone mass. Independently grown bone mass? In, that around really like tissue, like your skin. Yeah, it's just all, so oh that specific God. cell grows what is dead to, like, 
you know, like your fingernails or like, so it had hair, fingernails and like teeth. Did it teeth. have a name? We called him Groucho. Groucho. <laughs> and then she had a C-section and they took him out. They took him, what'd they do with Groucho? Wow, Where's Groucho now? Is so he in a freezer? Wanted him, did no, Groucho we go did. Away? They wouldn't, he wasn't. He wasn't the biggest case they've ever had, so they wouldn't let us have him. Frozen in car. And they had what, to dissect it for cancer. What if it was the biggest case? They're like, can... this goes into the Hall of Fame. No, then they let you take a picture. They don't let you keep it because they have to make sure you don't have cancer. So only the largest one of these has photographic evidence? Exactly. It, like a glamour shot, like a paparazzi. <laughs> there's, there's like a paparazzi crowd waiting outside. Can we see the tumor? Can we get oh, a you shot? You cannot man. see the tumor. I got up jar photos of it. <laughs> <laughs> they sold it to TMZ or sold it to. to I should have done that. People, that's grody. <laughs> Is that your only weird. comment on this? <laughs> that's the quietest you've been. It has a it has a Cindy Crawford birthmark. <laughs> It's glamour tumor. Okay, it was yeah. Where's the other bottle of wine? Okay, we're gonna get the other bottle of wine. We're gonna. Lon's like, Lon's like, can we stop talking about facial hair and talk about I something a little bit? More I know what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. Okay. Um, listen, it's uh, the Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, Lost and Rewound. Radio yeah, yeah. Freak Brooklyn. Check it. Freaking, <laughs> freaking freak like us. We are gonna be back after this quick little wine fill up break, and when we come back, we have more surprises. We're just getting drunk, guys. It's one hundredth episode. I wanted you to rap after you said "freak like." I'm us. working on that. Okay. All right. Hopefully, this will get working. This is Lost and Rewound Radio. Welcome back to Lost and Rewound. <laughs> Brooks is playing the Casio. We got it working. And we're just hanging out in the studio, uh, having a little party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work hard on this show. Doug did too. Jimmy does too. Allison does too. And Brooks works hard. And he's <laughs> working hard right now. <laughs> There's no two for you. It's just just, just hard. We, we, we work smart too, I would imagine. So, okay, that's a good question. That's an adult question. What? When you were a kid, did we know the difference between working hard and working smart? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I think I did, so- because oh. I didn't work. hey Like, I worked, but I was also just like, the, life is, I was like, life's a shit show. Yeah. Really, as time goes on, it's not getting any better, so everyone just chill out. So I just like, did I babysat and lifeguarded for a long time for cash without paying taxes. Yeah. And I did swim lessons for like 40 bucks an hour, and I was 16. So I think I kind of got it. That was your first job? No, no. My first job was 14. Babysitting. Babysitting. What about you, Jimmy? What was your first job officially? My first official job, uh, well, like, where they were handing me dollars. Um, I think we may have talked about this maybe once. I forgot. I worked, well, I worked for my father, like, doing assorted uh, trapping things as a kid. Okay. When I wasn't doing trapping things, like, catching animals as that would 
It just as it sounds. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were talking about. But it wasn't catching I like, animals. I meant like trap house. Trap? <laughs> Are we in a trap, trap house? Um, when I didn't have my whistle on me. <laughs> what, um, what, wait. Okay. I, uh, I, was, I, was, I was scanning pictures into a database of this photographer that had died. And they were what? like More paparazzi photos. Of- and one of the weirdest ones that I oh, saw. Was this House Cooper? Was when I saw no, it was a picture of Ozzy Osbourne uh, whipping his dick. Ah, it was Ozzy whipping his dick out. Yeah. Brooks, what about you? What was your first job? <laughs> My first job was a dishwasher at the Catamount Cafe. Ooh. On uh, two twelve, I think, which is a huge wedding venue now. Oh, is it? Part. Yeah, it was a it was a good job. It taught me the value of shit talking in the kitchen. Nice. And uh, how to scrub some pats. And it also taught me uh, how much fucking food we waste. Yeah. Oh, as, yeah. It's bad. A society and species. We threw out so much food. And I was, I think, 14 and a half years old or something, maybe 15 years old. And my little mind was blown at just like at the end of the night, how much how much food we were scraping off these plates. People weren't eating. And I, I was just thinking like people could eat that shit. People could eat that shit. People eat, eat that, that shit. People eat that shit out of the garbage. Eat that shit. In the trash. Come Eat on, that folks. Shit. Take it to a rash. Eat when that you touch shit. that Take shit that. on your arm, <laughs> it's going to do you a whole lot of harm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It can happen. Just eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Copyright infringement. No, no. We can do whatever the fuck we want here. She mentioned it. I'm full. It's America. What did she mention? What's America? Who won? Who went when? You mentioned America. And the God me? forbid you did. No, that was me. We no. You that did. was me saying how free we are to cover any Weird Al song we want. Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> I was about to do a pitch. Right. Please go over to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org/slash/pledge and pledge a dollar. Pledge five dollars. Pledge ten dollars. Mom, you're supposed to call. Pledge five hundred dollars and get the studio named after you. It'll so, be the Carol Lieberman RFB Studio. It'll be wonderful. So again, this is not for profit. That's why you're hearing us blather on, and you're not hearing uh-huh. advertisements blather yeah, on. Yeah, this is what you want to do with your Thanksgiving afternoon before you go see all the relatives <laughs> if you, you don't want to see, or maybe your cousins or nephews and nieces that you do want to see, so but not you, the uncle. If you want this uncle. very sporadic <laughs> tangential show. Coming at you. It's 100th episode, and you yeah. want it to come, you know, continue on into the future. And again, it don't come free, so you got to go again to. You can support our show directly at rfb.org slash l a r l a r. Yes. And if you donate lots, you get like a tote bag. Yeah, yeah. You they know. just they both have to make sure that they say the same thing. I'm not going to repeat it. You don't. I'm just have to repeat here in the corner. Just <laughs> keep in your in seat. The, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, hold your thought. Who's calling? <laughs> this is Kesley. Oh, Kesley Heighton on the phone, joining us all the way from... Oh, Sun- Where in Florida are you? I'm in Wachula, Florida. And you've been hanging out with the apes, yeah? Yes, I've been hanging out with uh, chimpanzees and orangutans. Yeah, it wasn't a derogatory term. This is a real thing. Yeah. It's just a zoo or like a reservation or what's the, what exactly is it that you're working at? It's a sanctuary, sanctuary. for retired um, sanctuary. ex-pets and ex-entertainers. <laughs> yes. Wait, ex-pet? You make ex-pet you know, it's pet like, entertainers? No, exactly. Because if you're going to be a fan of celebrity, be a fan of a animal celebrity. Because they're never going to betray you. Dunstan checks <laughs> in. No sexual harassment charges <laughs> but, there. But again, I can just see like I can just see the chimpanzee like... Hey, I'm addicted to cigarettes and alcohol, and uh, I just want to hang out and oh hang out with other chimps and be there and you're relaxing. <laughs> oh my god, I have so many questions for you. Oh, right, you know, Allison, ask, 
Ask away. I oh, like what are okay? Do you have a daily activity that you constantly do with these chimps? Like, do they get sad? <laughs> I don't know. They were used to chase. They were in chase. Do they need a hug? Like, like in. It's like, like Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, so. Like Glenn Close is like so depressed that she's no longer on Broadway. Like yeah. are these are these chimps going through the same thing? Are they like belittling well, of you to try to recover the, their lost glory? The lifestyles that they came from weren't necessarily glamorous because you know they were like wild animals pulled from the wild and made to do human things. Yeah. So here at the sanctuary, we try and give them the most natural life that they can have while still living in captivity but they spend most of the day like with chimps because they're super social so they live in social groups and so sometimes they'll like play games with their friends or play chase or other games with their caregivers and we hand out tons of enrichment all day so they're pretty busy unless they choose to take a nap or something i'm jealous of your job (laughs) Do you find that it's the pretty chimp- awesome. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> rad, dude. Do you find that when you look at a group of chimps, it's exactly the same personalities as when you looked at like a group of kids when you were in classes like growing up? Well, yeah, I mean like chimps are like super social and super outgoing and extroverted and loud like a bunch of 13-year-olds or younger, oh, like maybe even like 10-year-olds like right in that prime middle school age. Where like all Uh-oh. of their behavior is strictly for attention. So well, is there a lot of puberty <laughs> running? I was gonna say yeah, when you said then you said thirteen though. That yeah, means well, I mean we do have a handful of teenagers. So there's a lot of hormones going around. So yeah, like I mean the first time I, the first time I was at the zoo though, and I saw a monkey pleasuring himself. It was awful. I was like, is there a way? Is there a way for them to put a, a black screen down in front of this monkey? <laughs> I can't tell you how many penises and vaginas and testicles and buttholes I see. <laughs> I love the word butthole. On a daily basis. <laughs> so there's just like a bunch of masturbation all the time. Hey, man. Um, that, the way know, it was meant I mean, to I be. I feel like humans would be doing the same thing if we ran around naked all day. Anyway. It's true. You know, I still have a picture. went to the zoo at my parents. I was maybe like 12. And I had an old Polaroid and I still have it. There, a raccoon was just staring at my dad jerking off. And I have a copy of the photo to this day. Why was it's your like, dad what? jerking off? Yeah. No. Was your dad jerking off or staring Is that what I just said? No. The raccoon. Off. What depends where you put the, the raccoon. Oh. The raccoon was jerking off to my dad. Oh, my God. This is very complex. Oh. I'm, so, I'm so glad that was in reverse. Oh, man. Was it ever, like, coming up to your attention that you should, like, record any of the things that are going on? Much like, you know, the reason why the show exists. You know, we are creating, you know, an archive, exactly, of audio or video variety. Does that happen with I have these? recorded yeah. some chimp vocalizations. Yeah. Oh. Um, we, try and, we try and record... These chimps have, like, so many vocalizations that they do. Um, They have, like, food grunts and pant hoots and, like, breathy pants. And so we try and record all of those and have, you know, keep them on our server so that we can pull them up when we're educating people about chimps and even with orangutans. Um, But I have been able to, like, get little sound clips of them going absolutely, no pun intended, apeshit. Um, there's, I think one of the recordings that I have is, um, there's a really large family group. I don't know, like six or seven individuals in it. So long story short, the granddaughter bit grandma's butt and then 
her aunt backed her up, but her mom backed her grandma up. That's and complex. her dad had to, like, break up the fight. So that uh, it was like a five-minute recording of just pretty much chimp screaming. That's crazy. The whole time. That's but, that, that. I mean, was, again. But it's... that happens all the time. <laughs> And here it is right like now. If you bite the other one on the butt, like what behavior would make that okay? <laughs> what do you mean? It doesn't. She's a teenager, so she was just being like super bitchy that day. That's totally allowed. And, and trying that... to start shit. I think yeah, that's fine. If the other one slapped you in the grill and you bit him on the butt, you're like, well, that's what you get. This is what I do. You know, if we solved our problems more yeah. often by just biting people in the ass, I think that... You know, we have a, we'd be much like better. The world, the world would be a better place. I got my I, ass bit I, I once. I have before. I'm not going to say that. I, <laughs> I did. I got my ass bit once with a... Uh, By what you, and who? A dog. A dog <laughs> bit my butt. <laughs> and yet I own four of them. And a lot still holding rage. Yeah, a, dog, a dog bit my butt. I rescue so many of them, and they have not done it yet. I have one more question. You said orangutans, yeah. but people say orangutans usually. Just call the whole thing well, off? There's no G in the middle of it. So, so a lot of people say orangutan or something like that. Or no, there's no G at the end of the word. Yeah, okay. So it's orangutan. Oh, yeah. I feel like I always hear people say it the other way. No, Am I the only person in this? A lot of people <laughs> do pronounce it orangutan, like, but the actual spelling of there's no G at the end of the word. Can you call them orange like, hippie so of the break forest? Break it up. It's like orangutan. And it literally means in Malay, person of the forest. Interesting. Yep. Hi- hippie okay. of the forest. Boom, hippie of the forest. Speaking of buttholes. <laughs> if you've ever, uh, if you ever peered into a mandrel's butthole, it's very colorful. Mm. Oh, would I you... would not go like anywhere near those paths. It's like a kaleidoscope. It's like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> of those are the only primates I'm... The they, they, the only they're pretty, you they're pass terrifying. On yeah, they're, they're like scary. We had Olivia Lucardi on recently, uh, of whom is one of your friends from growing up with Jimmy, and she was saying that uh, there is a name that you get from one of these friends of yours. Well, my best friend Noel, um, she gave me the name Bird Boo Boo. All right. And, um, oh. So, so like every time I would like work that area, she would know that so she's a chimp that knows sign language. Um, but she only knows more than a, a couple dozen, like, signs. But she uses several over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But every time I would work her area, she would always, like, run up to me and find specifically, like, bird boo-boo. Aww. And, like, constantly, constantly, constantly. And I was like, and so one day, like, I was sitting down and we were feed- we were all, like, eating lunch together. And I was like, Noel, what's my name? And she signs bird boo-boo. And I was like, okay. And then I asked her what her caregiver's name was. And she signed drink. <laughs> and we were like, well, that makes sense because her caregiver gives her drinks, like, you know, gives her water and stuff all the time. And I asked her again, I was like, what's my name? And then, like, we went back and forth several times to, like, you know, make sure that she knew what we were asking her. And and so I'm Bird Boo Boo. And the only thing that we can think of is why she calls me Bird Boo Boo is possibly because I talk too much and then I'm also hurt. So I wear a lot of Band-Aids all the time. You're, you're you're a good lady doing doing God's work with the uh, these oh, animals. Oh yeah, I'm like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> doing Darwin's work. Oh, true, true. I am doing Darwin's work. <laughs> I 
I'm just hanging out with a bunch of chimps and orangs. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's no big deal. What was it? It was like only like a little over a year ago that you were on our show and you had made these plans and now you have implemented these plans. Oh my god, plans. yeah, you're right. Mm. You're totally right. I was like, brought it yeah, back. I'm going to like work there one day. So what do you have against yeah, gorillas is the question? Um, <laughs> so nothing. Stupid. They're sweet, gentle, so friendly stupid. beasts. They're just not in the entertainment industry or were ever owned as a pet, thank God. What, what, what about, uh, yeah, what about all these movies? What movie? <laughs> there was a gorilla in The Flash recently. I know he was probably 100% CG. Just for the record, we don't house CGI gorillas here. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, Who, these are all real primates. Who's the sexiest Hollywood chimp of 1997? <laughs> Mighty Joe Young or Dunstan? Oh, that movie Dunstan checks out or whatever. Joe Young was a power bottom. <laughs> oh you would know. Without a doubt. Um, I think it was Haunches? Dunstan. It was Dunstan checks in. And he played oh, a bellhop. Yeah. The <laughs> orangutan in that movie, Liz at the Sanctuary. That's not the first time Alon has mentioned Dunstan, by the way. It's not. I, I was trying before. I made, I made a, a valiant effort. Before, before, I'm glad you think so. before, <laughs> valiant is not the word I would use to describe it. A bird boo boo. Let me ask you this before we go. <laughs> go ahead. Um, so since that time when we had you on the show, we played clips that you ha- still have on your Facebook. At uh, you were kind enough to reveal to the whole uh, who knows world. Did anybody listen mm-hmm. to it? And was there any feedback that you got from that episode from other folks? Um, just that I sounded like a man. Um, oh, what? Because <laughs> my voice was so deep. No, it just everybody loved it. So cool. It was- <laughs> <laughs> I was great. How is that not like a cool answer? <laughs> this is when uh, a lot is getting a little know. sassy now. <laughs> he's trying to no, he's trying to I take my my juice sad, over like, here. All of my friends down, and I was like, "You're gonna listen to this radio show," and so like, okay. Uh-huh. So now all of my friends, I don't know if had Jimmy had talked about it before I talked about it to all my friends, but now all my friends know about your show. So beautiful. Well, thank yeah. you. you. You've added to the tapestry. Exactly. If that's, if that's your viewers word. and your listeners. Yeah. Right now. Hell yeah. And uh, and, you, and you represent Brooklyn. Always good to have people from actual Brooklyn being here. Actually <laughs> from Brooklyn. Actual. Actual. From actual Brooklyn. <laughs> Actual the na- the natives, the natives yeah. are restless. Well, thank you so much. For... We're rare these days. Yeah, no, man. we gotta uh, open up the phone lines for any other calls that may or may not come in. This uh, bird <laughs> favorite line—that's your catch line. Someone this might entire... call. So <laughs> who knows? People who may or may not call. We gotta be optimistic but realistic because uh, it's Thanksgiving. Effectively, you know, who knows? People are busy the holidays people stop in for dessert it is true yeah 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 it is very true miss heighten i look forward to celebrating yeah thanksgiving with my new eight friends yes thank you so much for calling and we wish you and all of your your friends a a lovely holiday thank you ah see you soon talk later I explain that my weird friend Alan used to have 
recordings of as a child. They're simultaneously shocked and impressed. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things that everyone secretly wishes they had a, like a stenographer with them on a great party night when they've been laughing their asses off. Especially what did we even talk about? Especially you know? now. My wish. Like, that's Is that an what app? you essentially could, did. Could that be an app? Well, yeah. I you mean, can actually play. I'm, yes, please do. Uh, Dave Chappelle had a home stenographer. He did a bit. But you don't always, because trust me, I recorded one time. I did the same thing. I just put the tape recorder in the middle of a group of friends at a party. And in that conversation, at one point, we said, this is ingenious. I'm so glad we're recording. <laughs> and when we listened back, it was gobbledygook. There was not a coherent phrase. That I thought you were going to say someone like admitted to a crime or something. That'd be That'd amazing. Be pretty fun. No, it was like. They might have maybe. It was so it. bad, I felt like I would have had myself committed if I'd heard. <laughs> what Alon did was even better because young kids are way funnier than drunk adults. <laughs> That's true. This is very For true. Sure. So so what you have is not only a record, not only like a sneak peek into what kids talk about, but you have a sneak peek in what you specifically talked about. Like I hope this doesn't come off as creepy, but it would be interesting to hear what kids are talking about these days, no, like in an, un- in an unbridled sort of way. I highly agree. But, but that said, getting that information is ethically suspect. They are letting it be known much more easily because things like Snapchat, Instagram and YouTube, people of any age could I guess. explore that medium to put their views on the web instantaneously. With doing something like a tape, it's a lot more premeditated and not necessarily meant for public distribution. It's meant for well, exactly. For and you. The, th- the thing about like social media is that like kids are smart and they're totally aware that like this stuff is being broadcast, and they're not showing you know much like anybody. Like none of us really show our true selves on social media. We show like a curated version of ourselves that we kind of want to be broadcast, that we know is going to be broadcast, that we know people are going to see. What was cool about these recordings is these were almost like private conversations in a way. Like, obviously, you know, we were hamming it up and like doing. Even though to a a certain extent it was a show. It was a show, but it was also like an unvarnished fun thing that like we we weren't. You didn't really have the thought of you didn't know how to filter yet. I feel like at that age, like there was no barrier, like no border or barrier. Yeah. And like and and I don't know what kids are like these days. Uh, You'll find out sooner than I will. Yep. Ready. Uh, I got it, the book right and here. And it's going to be available on paperback. Well, yep. you're going to find out, and it's going to be weird because none of us even have any idea what life is going to be like. I'll come back kids on and tell you all 10, about 15 it. Years or whatever. Well, yeah. I think that's what's slightly sad about what's different between, let's say, Snapchat and what like Elon did is yeah. there's a people are just kind of looking for immediate gratification, and they are now children being feedback filtered. And feedback. Well, and, yeah. But like they already are filtering themselves because we've allowed them to be put in a situation where they are now on instead yeah. of trying to figure out maybe who they actually are. But. Well, it's also part of the culture too cuz literally every kid is doing it. And I think that I think that even <sighs> us, even we knew that like what Alan was doing was unique. Like no one else was doing that. Let me ask you all a question and you tell me what you think. Do you believe something more if it's just audio versus that if there is visual? Um, I think that's why I started using audio in my show instead of video. Why? For that reason. Well, because people have to actually think slightly hard. Like, they can only use one thing instead of two. So, like, they can't see it. So, they have to actually just listen to it. And for some reason, because they're actively having to work slightly harder, that makes them a little bit more. Do you think uh, people just don't want to listen because it takes a lot more Obviously, we don't want to listen. Who's listening to anyone these days, really? Right. I find that audio sound, to me, is a lot more associated with uh, emotional things. 
when I use visual a lot more for memory. And I think I smell the same way. Like I'll associate a smell with someone. I'll associate a sound with a time in my life, something that I heard that was powerful. But then I maybe forget it similarly. So you'll try to use those like images as placeholders. But I can't remember what my grandmother sounded like, for instance, without recording, which is sort of a weird thing. But I remember exactly what she looked like. Yeah, it's super weird listening to dead people. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. You don't listen the to ads anymore with people who are dead. Sense. Can I tell you something? There's no. Can I tell? Listen, six cents on audio. You, this, I will listen to it. Easter, Easter time. You check the freaking Cadbury <laughs> egg ads. All those animals listen. are dead. Every single one of those animals. Dude, you you are going off the chain right now. <laughs> I'm really mad about this. I'm the newest really version drinking of Scissor Runner. Cadbury. Listen, <laughs> Cadbury. There's no reason Eggs. why you need to be airing the same commercial Eggs. for literally like 25 years. If you go and watch this ad, they have like a camel, they have a lion, they have all these different... If there turtle, are any Cadbury representatives probably. listening to Radio Free Broken right now, give us a call. Right away, please. Right away. Where the fuck are the eggs? Where do they come it's from? 718-928-9732. But chances are, if you, you call the show right now, you will not get us answering you. I had a guy call my phone. Can we start calling people? And then he goes, yeah, and then yeah. he texted me and he goes, I'm too drunk to try to call the studio. That was the one chance you had. I won't name which of our guests that was. Call Ben Anderson. Nope. And then another, there was not a beat between that answer. Another, another, another one of our guests told me. If you told me 10 minutes earlier, I was like, you son of <laughs> No, honestly, I mean, there's no reason why to try and call people because um, we, we, we're, we're trapped here. We need to get called here in order to be able to continue on, kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Were we talking about whether we believe audio or video more, less, mm-hmm. or equal? I didn't get your answer. We were getting, we're getting, okay. we're getting real deep. I was thinking equal because I don't necessarily trust one more than the other. And I felt like part of your question seemed to be like, is it easier to fake an image? And while maybe I still feel like it's totally possible to fake audio. I feel like faking audio is easier. I think I, that, I, in my mind. And it also it comes down to how you feel most, how you feel most comfortable, or I guess how you can consume information without feeling like you're getting distracted by uh, superfluous things. So if you're listening to a, uh, you know, a newscast versus watching a newscast, you are focusing more on the actual uh, content versus that of the excess images. I don't know. I feel like I greatly enjoy listening to Dan Carlin Hardcore History. But if there was a video accompaniment, I would watch the shit out of it. Yeah. (laughs) See, but the reason why I think that you can fake audio more, like easier than you can can fake video is because every audio engineer will sneak a Wilhelm scream into every movie. And the majority of people don't know it's there. Yeah, I. But anyone I that knows that, it, I notice that stuff now. It's every single movie with characters dying. There's a Wilhelm scream. It's also supremely so. subjective. This topic, though, because like whoever has like his like whatever their previous engagements were with either influences completely how they think about it. Like later on. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's why we all answered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have my opinion, and I must say it right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, because like you know, a lot of the submissions that I feel like we're going to continue getting um, in the you know in in the next year are like are we? Who knows? Can I have one quick? Yeah. I have a question. What's up? Can we put the keyboard beat on real quick and the three of you rap real quick? Uh, no, 
I'm not going to participate in that. Um, just to finish that thought, I just wanted to uh, point out the fact that, like, I totally forgot. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cut that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a button if I ever heard one. Zoinks! Commercial break. Zoinks! Casper mattresses. <laughs> I found my Casper's, everybody. That beat, son. Yo, cut that beat. <laughs> I, huh. I like what my ideas were. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. The intelligent race of animals. Copies formers lived on the planet of planet peace and planet beast. <laughs> Where were the skeeven evil hand Decepticons bent on the... They got Decepticons in this too? <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> On domination, an entire universe to the peaceful planet beast was fast approaching to defeat the lion family that ruled the planet beast. Uh, uh. Galvatron supplied Alcatron with weapons in order to overthrow the lion family. Battle beast! Uh. Alcatron was given the Shakatons, uh. who had military escorts of the Destrons to fight in the rebellion. Uh. Battle beast! Uh. Uh. Beast former war began. Battle beast. Yo, yo. <laughs> a quieter, Brad. Yo, the beast star was suddenly engulfed in war. Before Alligatron, the wielder of the Sepulchre. This is harder than I thought it was. <laughs> I appreciate you trying to make it rhyme, though. <laughs> they were able to escape into the forest. Uh. <laughs> in order to ask for help from the Transformers. So, oh man, it's like <laughs> made up made up bullshit words with like forty five syllables. <laughs> however, however, Alcatron planted a trap there called the holographic mirror. As soon as Platinum Tiger unwittingly set foot in the palace, a yeah. sudden flash of light trapped the strongest warrior in a holographic mirror in Plaza Beast. I don't know what it said because the phone just zapped off. Don't know what I'm doing now. I know I'm doing. Is Planet Beast going to remain <laughs> under occupation? What about the fate of the Supreme Commander White, Leo Cybertron Beast? Uh, can Flat and Tiger escape from the power of the holographic oh. mirror right now? The battle and the mystery oh. of the Beast Formers is just beginning. Wait, so beginning, the, the, they're, they're, oh, uh, they're yeah. actually in the same world as Transformers? That was better than ICP's origin story. <laughs> cool. Magnets, how do Without they work anyway? Without a doubt. How much worse could it be than that? Goodness gracious. Well, that was excellent. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Alon. Thank, thank you, Brooks. You're, thank, a, you're a rap god. I, I thought we were going to get more calls, and instead we just got more raps. And that fair is trade. a... That it's, yeah. <laughs> the fairest trade we can Bad find. Bad dinkum! That's Bad dinkum! That's what they said for Thanksgiving. We we thought we were going to get more <laughs> calls. We got we got Kesley Hyten <laughs> and David Piccolomini calling us today, uh, and it was wonderful, and thank you guys for calling 
Uh, this has been our 100th episode of Lost and Rewound, and uh, we thank you guys so much. We wanted to just take this week to just kind of have fun and just let loose a little bit and not focus too much on the clips, but focus on the personalities that make this show what it is. Allison and Jimmy in the current Brooks and Doug have been instrumental in, you know, peppering the entire show with their own senses of humor. And uh, Doug, especially, I got to thank because he allowed the show to be produced by him and you worked I allowed it to be produced by me. (laughs) Yeah. That is what happened. And you dealt with my fucking ass trying to, like, you know, bother you about it, and it's what you've done. Dealing with that ass. I think the thing I dealt with the most was that um, USB microphone that we had for a while that would click and pop and go insane. The time we interviewed Lewis Logic, and there was, like, two hours of interview, and I had to cut it down to, like, 20 minutes because it was like, it's a frick, frick, Yeah. It was a nightmare. And uh, you're welcome. Yes, Um, and congratulations to you and your lovely wife, uh, the new arrival, soon come in April. Um, Jimmy has been doing this with Doug and I for a while. Uh, He was gone for a bit. He's here. Allison has been kind enough to join the show uh, most recently. She's no. She's no effort. You're wonderful. I love you. (laughs) Brooks has been a part of my life and the Danziger Zone and Lost Room Wound now, so he's brought it all full circle. So, I'm surrounded by people that uh, definitely make what this show is, which is uh, involvement. And honestly, you know, that's what the Dancer Zone was all about. That's what Lost Room Mount is all about. And if you have anything you want to contribute to make this show what it is, uh, which is effectively all for you guys, then again, that email address is lostandrewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Listen to our past episodes. We have so many. (laughs) We have 99 fucking episodes. I still don't know what happened. Uh, You know, if you go to the SoundCloud, all the uh, things in season two uh, is a little bit crazy, just, you know, in terms of the out of order for a little bit, but not too much. It's all good. Who cares? It's so Nobody's much. going to Listen realize what you're talking about. SoundCloud.com slash Lost and Rewound. We're on iTunes. Check Go out to Lost and Rewound Megamix. <laughs> Megamix. Megamix. Lost and Rewound. Automatic. 250 hours. <laughs> Lost and Rewound. Thank you all for joining us this week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Alon. Uh. <laughs> Signing off. We did it. To a hundred more episodes. Allison and Jimmy and I will be back next week be with sure, be, more. Be sure to play this episode backwards for all the hidden messages. Ooh, yes. Orange when it comes out. Of the forest. And thank you so much to all of our listeners out there. And thank you again to Mr. Doog and Mr. Brooks for coming through the show. Yes. And blessing us with your presence. It's called making it like episodic. You know what I'm saying? When you do the same things over and over again, people know what to expect. And they're like, this is almost like a show. It's like all having right, a thanks, catchphrase. <laughs> This is crazy. Lost and Rewound. Radio Free Brooklyn. Have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving. Lost and Rewound. Radio Free Brooklyn. This crawling over there. His name is Murray. He's a real sneaky guy. All right, you won't just gonna head over to Wallamaloo, jumping on dingo dungaree. That's how we end up, right? It's just saying words <laughs> that somehow associate with Australia. <laughs> <laughs>